0: listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White.
1: Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White, and I'm joined by Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing? It's just about Thanksgiving weekend in Canada here.
2: I'm doing well. And look, I got to say, I think you have uh, more radio voice on today than normal. Oh, really? I feel like this is going to be good.
1: I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it. it's it's deeper. It's the voice I've always wanted to have. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so joining us today is uh, Susan Towers from Miller Fabrication, located in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, welcome, Susan.
0: Thank you. Thank you both for having me.
1: It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the Cooler Ring,
2: Susan. Um, and I think we've got an awful lot to, to chat about. Before we get started, why don't, um, for the benefit of our listeners, you give us a bit of background, uh, give us the, 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 the Susan uh, elevator pitch in uh, five seconds or less.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, um, I had first gotten my start in marketing uh, working for a, an adhesives and sealants manufacturer. Uh, for the building materials construction industry, and uh, parlayed that experience into the, the tech world. So working within ERP, working uh, in financial reporting software as an SAP and Oracle partner, um, working within uh, the CMMS space, which is uh, maintenance management software, so that, that SaaS environment, and then today uh, working back in manufacturing this time for a strategic metal fabricator uh, who focuses on providing uh, innovative OEMs with uh, a number of manufacturing and value-added solutions.
2: Very cool I uh, and I, I look at uh, the background is uh, one of the things that really, uh, drew me to want to have you on the the, the, the show today. I, I I wanted to kind of dive into that 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 juxtaposition between um, your your life as a manufacturing marketer and as a SaaS marketer, and, um, and 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 just explore what those differences are because I think, frankly, a lot of people live in one world or the other and very rarely see the other side of that fence. So, uh, what are the things that you feel? Um, you know, manufacturing got right that SAS maybe didn't, uh, rather than think that SAS is uh, all that Mm -hmm. in a bag of chips. I mean, fact is, you started in manufacturing, got a taste of SAS, and you had to go back. So uh, I'm curious, what is it about manufacturing that's such a draw? Uh, Well, I I think that not
0: necessarily comparing the two in terms of one being uh, better necessarily, um, but that with manufacturing, there is so much open opportunity. Uh, in working in the SaaS space, the one of the, the biggest challenges was the um, how crowded the marketplace was. Um, every initiative that you were taking on, uh, at least you know within the space that I worked within, um, w- there was no green territory, um, and and you had a lot of copycat issues among competitors. So just creating a lot of noise to prospects. And so trying to find different ways to rise above that noise only to find out later on that, um, you know, that new tact is being replicated by a competitor. And and um, it, it really just became a very embattled situation. Um, where it, whereas in the manufacturing space, uh, again, speaking within my own industry, um, there's still a lot of green territory out there. There's a lot of opportunity uh, as a marketer, to be able to uh, try out different tools, different tactics along the way um, that aren't necessarily being investigated by by others. Um, so it it really uh, it offers, like I said, it offers a lot of opportunity.
2: And I, I, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I I am um, I'm I'm grappling for an example, and it's not coming to me, but. I guess so I'm just going to blurt it out. Maybe you'll either agree with me or disagree. But, guys, I guess I feel like in some ways um, the more, if you say, uh, if you will, digitally savvy online-driven marketing uh, techniques, when done in service of a SaaS brand – I don't always feel that they have the same impact as actually when they're employed in service of something a little bit more tangible that you can wrap your arms around. I think that's one of the benefits or advantages, if you will, that manufacturers have is that as they uh, deploy these types of, of, of marketing tactics that are seen as a little bit more progressive or whatever, they, I don't know, they almost land a little better because it's a little bit more real. Um, Maybe mm-hmm. Blendtec
1: would be a good example of that with the blenders.
2: Um, <laughs> I was
0: gonna will say, will it blend?
1: Um, You're dating yourself now. Man, yeah, that oh. was cool ten years ago.
2: <laughs> but I don't know. Does that does that make sense, or am I uh, smoking the good stuff on a Friday? <laughs>
0: um, I think, to a degree, yes. Um, I mean, certainly, when we can when we can showcase our products on the floor and you can see okay hey we are contributing these really complex metal parts and these are going to go into um, a a lift you know a piece of lift equipment or something like that um, or we're contributing to you know the development of uh, some huge excavators that is um, to be able to show that to an audience i mean they you get that you see it um you're right being in a a SaaS environment where you talk about roi points and you talk about functionality and you can demo a system um but without actually having it in place and using it day to day you're you're really you got to use a lot of imagination
1: yeah uh, there's no question i mean sas the 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 scale up fail fast and and get you know something in front of people that they can agree on or disagree on, and then change price points and all of that different thing. It's, it's a very different dynamic than than you see in in actual hard manufactured goods. You know, you you can stand up a, a landing page in seconds for a SaaS product and trial a particular variant of that product without any real detriment to your existing customers or anything like that. But you, you can't really do that, and you don't have mm-hmm. that level of flexibility in uh, in in the real <laughs> tangible world.
2: Well, I'm really glad that my Blendtec example dated me. That, <laughs> that's really helpful. Um, I'm curious about um, a, any other um, uh, differences you've noticed. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. it, it strikes me that these organizations have very different approaches on the sales side, typically.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, um, I might add on to that, before getting into specifics, working within manufacturing, which is notoriously a laggard industry, um, there is still a culture, internally and externally, um, where folks are just slow to adapt to change. And uh, working in a tech environment, it's typically not so much the case. And um, so trying to be able to employ some new technologies um, it, it can be a, a bit of a struggle um, especially depending upon the type of culture that you're working with.
2: I think that's um, let, let's, let's drill down on that a little bit because uh, you, you're quite right. I mean you you, um, you you certainly bump into a lot more competitors using more advanced uh, tactics on the mm-hmm. SaaS space than you would in, in manufacturing and therefore like you say, you get a lot of me too happening or what have you. It's harder to stand out, but it's probably also maybe a little easier to get those new ideas approved by the higher ups. Um, whereas in manufacturing, maybe not so much due to just what you said, the the. the Uh, Maybe a bit of, you know, just lack of interest in change uh, or being a bit slow to move. So uh, any secret sauce to offer folks as to how to uh, bring a little bit of that SaaS magic to manufacturing as a marketer?
0: Um, I think at least what I've kind of gone by is uh, certainly education, but uh, education and focusing on providing tangible results And once you can um, not only explain the value of something, I mean, certainly you can provide your your case to uh, to the team. But when you can start to show those wins and they hold meaning to each department, I think that's when it really starts to affect some change, Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, when there, I will I will say this um, as well that the the battle of um, of uh, the perception of marketing within a manufacturer um, is still is still very much alive in in that uh, manufacturer or I'm sorry marketers are most often or I wouldn't say most often but often um, deemed as just the designers of brochures you know they they create pretty brochures. They develop uh, really nice looking email advertisements and so on. And so, um, trying to explain to others within the organization, the, the, the whole value of marketing, um, that, that doesn't start to, to ring true to folks until you, you really start producing. So whether that means to the sales organization, you're starting to produce qualified sales inquiries, um, you're assisting along the sales process. In uh, whether it's, you know, uh, gaining greater efficiency, effectiveness, you know, involving with account-based marketing activities and so on, um, or even for us in, in working hand in hand with uh, recruiting efforts within human resources, and how can marketing assist in providing uh, or, or driving qualified candidates to uh, to take on our our open opportunities.
2: Mm. Yeah, I I used to work for a power utility uh, and the power company uh, some of the senior, older, always male uh, guys that would uh, uh, look down their nose a bit at marketing. uh, And the line was always, what does that have to do with generating electricity anyway?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And, man, you had to have an answer to that question at some point you know, in order to, in order to stand in those conversations. Yeah. Of course,
1: also uh, a monopoly. So well, in that instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of uh,
2: uniqueness there, but still. uh,
0: I mean, for our organization, we are, uh, I am the first marketer to work internal to the organization. We've, we've worked with external agencies in the past, but um, to actually have somebody on board is a big step for our company. Uh, that is solely focused on marketing, and and I think there's a, a still a little bit of uh um you know hey what's what's the extent of the value of marketing and and that's just a challenge that I have to take on and and um, hopefully chip away at each and every day.
1: What do you think the uh you know uh, you talked a bit about you know developing leads and, and bringing those in especially to the sales organization and I I can't really think of a of a better measure of ROI than delivering a lead that turns into a customer that delivers, you know, a lifetime value towards the, the company. Um, is that kind of the measure by which you're being judged as the, you know, the first marketer to ever be present within that firm? Yeah. that could be a lot cycle, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is, and it's, um, it, it continues to be a work in, in process as well to, um, to incorporate other aspects because um, certainly we have, we have a, a very dedicated existing customer base. We want to make sure that we are also servicing. So um, part of my focus is also on um, reimagining the customer experience. You know, what does that look like day in and day out when we're, when we have these, these um, steady relationships, Uh, Over time, because we're we're much more of a strategic partner in working with these uh, large scale OEMs as opposed to just focusing on strictly um, project work. So that that is an important component.
2: I I have found that with, with with a good number of manufacturing marketers these days that they. Um, find uh, and, and maybe it's uh, simply driven by the fact that a lot of people are very busy, so uh, keeping their existing customers satisfied is often just has more of a priority focus than, than maybe finding some new ones. But um, you know, a bit of um, some some uh, some of what I've seen have been uh, marketers that have had more success in uh, in, in, a, in attracting uh, budget. Uh, from from uh, from the c-suite uh, when when it's around serving customers versus attracting new ones um, so positioning marketing initiatives through the lens of customer service does seem to uh, to help an awful lot of marketers find some additional budget to play with
0: well it, we look to I mean which customers do we do we really want to hold on to and replicate um, and that's that's an important part of our business is 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 a, is constantly evaluating that or is this type of customer one that is going to help us push our business forward and we want to um, continue to to dive down that that relationship path together um, so that that is kind of a part of the the research involved in our our customer experience and then how can we assist them even further in their uh in their supply chain
1: Hmm. How much of, uh, you recently went through a, a rebrand and a, and a new web build and, and all of that. How much of that was driven um, from attempting to service new customers versus bringing on potential new leads?
0: So it was uh, a bit of both, but I would say um, certainly new, new business for sure. Uh, with a lot of our existing customers, the, the message back was, well... Yes, we know this, (laughs) which is good. We that means we're we're in step with one another. Um, That means we're communicating effectively Um, for our our new business efforts. However, we want to make sure we wanted to step away from our roots as a uh, a welding and machine shop, which is how we were founded in 1963, and instead move on to and and have an identity that reflects the uh, the the path that we're going down which is uh, as a a full strategic partner to oems and we we offer uh, a number of solutions outside of just the the typical manufacturing solutions that you would see with um with your your job shops your machine shops um, nowadays, we offer, you know, a suite of, uh, as I mentioned earlier, value-added solutions so that can encompass anything from on-time delivery, uh, on-time, excuse me, on-time scheduling, um, capacity management, logistics optimization, um, and, and, and it, the list will continue to grow for us as as our customers, as we work closely with our customers and identify other areas. You're listening to the Cooler Ring. Conversations on manufacturing marketing. Don't forget to subscribe now at coolapartners.com/slash the Cooler Ring. That's K U L A Partners.com slash the ring.
2: And I think that there's a there's another layer of nuance to this rebrand that I think is worth exploring too, is that it's a rebrand of a I is it, I believe third generation family business. And and that can't come without some complexity. Uh, um, it occurs to me that there'd be an awful lot of folks um, <laughs> bought in, obviously, to the name uh, in, in that sense. Um, uh, and, and so I guess talk to me about that. Um,
0: yes. Yeah. So actually, uh, Miller Fabrication Solutions was actually recommended by our president's grandfather, the original founder of Miller, um, because at the end of the day, they, when we were discussing new brand names, uh, it was mentioned to Eric, who was our current president, um, that all, we provide solutions to our clients. You know, we are not just a welder. Um, so therefore our name should really reflect that. And I, I thought, wow, he just, he hit it on the, the head right there. <laughs> that was, that was perfect. Um, so we decided to proceed with that. And um as you mentioned, we are now in our third generation of leadership, which is notorious for for um, uh, failure, quite honestly. Um, but I, I think we're very fortunate in that we have uh, a truly a, a forward thinking. Uh, and I, I don't even want to just say leader, because really, it's it's the entire family um, is, is focused on driving the business forward and incorporating new technologies and they're very open to in incorporating new technologies, which again, for our industry is, is not, it's not very usual. So I, I think we're, we're headed in the right direction and we're um, poised with the right people.
2: You're quite right when you point out that, um, that, uh, succession is very difficult, uh, especially, um, mm-hmm. uh, the further you go down that path, uh, first to second is mm-hmm. easier than second to third, et cetera. Uh, and uh, and but one thing I have noticed is that the ones that do succeed, and uh, you know, I count some um, uh, family-owned uh, manufacturers among clients here at Kula. Um, I, I have noticed that the ones that succeed in making that transition, uh, that new generation does often come with a bit more of an appreciation for marketing uh, than maybe the founding generation or or previous generation. So I guess there's some, uh, while there's some complexities, there's also some hope for us marketers and all that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, kind of speaking to that as well, you know, your your new website is um, fairly advanced in terms of your employment of marketing automation technology and things like that. Um, you know, you, um, from what I've seen, you're, you're using HubSpot and, and other platforms that, uh, you know, certainly would, not be um, would not not be at home within a SaaS operation, but uh, certainly aren't necessarily as common within manufacturers. Is that uh, how, how did that deployment roll out and, and what benefits have you seen from a platform like that?
0: Um, so we have been uh, using the platform now for uh, a number of years, certainly before my time in uh, coming on board. And again, this is sort of the the vision of of our existing leadership. Um, so I, I can only attribute um, the success of it so far to, to their foresight. Um, but we we continue to try to incorporate, you know, as, as much new technology and and whether it be in marketing or it be in um, on on the shop floor and the production uh, or even in um, you know some of our, our business process development. You know, all aspects. We try to to uh, take a fresh look at it and see what what is out there to, that might be able to help us streamline um, our processes. I'm not sure that I fully answered your question, though.
1: <laughs> no, it. Uh, I I think it's uh, it's interesting. How um how have you been using HubSpot? Is it primarily as a marketing automation platform? Are you you know what what uh, what components of the platform are you using it?
0: we're we're using it a bit um, as certainly marketing automation. Um, we're actually using it a little bit more as a CRM uh, which I think in in many ways we've kind of reached our our limits with it. Um, but it is it is a is a good tool especially to start off with um, and, and for the needs I think that when we had when we had, initially implemented it, I think it, it's definitely satisfied our our initial needs. Um, but I, I do foresee at some point where we'll need to go to a true CRM as well as, you know, continuing employing marketing automation technology and uh, combining our analytics and, and so on, um, it, more of a, a, a centralized approach to it will, will be more of the, uh, the longer term need.
2: And as you, uh, begin to, to look to that longer term, uh, how are you prepping for that? Um, from a team standpoint, uh, I was uh, struck by the fact that you said you're, you're, the kind of marketer number one, uh, in, uh, you know, in, in somewhere near a half a century of business. Um, so, uh, uh, what does marketer number two and three and four look like, or is that part of the roadmap here?
0: It's definitely part of the roadmap. Um, in the meantime, we sort of bridge those gaps by surrounding us, surrounding ourselves with uh, a number of consultants and agencies to help us along the way um, to cover, you know, all aspects of marketing, and whether it in- includes copywriting to PPC um, to SEO to web design, graphic design, and so on.
2: Uh, so, and, and is the, um, I know that uh, the long-term trend amongst uh, uh, marketing organizations, probably for about the last seven, eight years has been a tr- the trend. Uh, I think it flipped about eight years ago where there's now more marketers working client side than agency side. Mm-hmm. And it's not expected to really ever return back the other way now at this point. Um uh do you see that uh, happening as well that you'll be augmenting your external partnership uh, complement with more internal staff uh, and, and I'm curious is that something that you see near term or is that um, you know something that is a little further out for for the new brand?
0: I, I definitely see you know building up the internal team uh, absolutely and I think that'll that'll be. More of the the shorter term than anything else. Uh, I also see that there will always be, uh, in some way, a need for agency consultant assistance, um, and that's that might just be you know my own personal preference in that I I like to I like to work with the cream of the crop. So wherever uh, whomever has that that particular talent that skill set, um, I, I like to have that ability to to pick and choose based on the particular need, um, the previous trend, or in some ways it's still a current trend, but the, the trend in which um, using one agency to satisfy all of your needs, um, it, it just I've I've seen it fall short too often, and so I, I take more of a specialization approach when when working with others, um, and and the same thing goes to uh, I mean in in uh, Working with folks internally as well. Um, for example, I'm not opposed to working with folks remotely. Um, so if that if that means we have more of a team that's that becomes more of a virtual team, um, but yet we get to work with some of the top top marketers um, in the country in North America, then then so be it.
2: Hmm. And I, I you know have found as well that the marketing uh, a lot of manufacturing organizations struggle on, um, on talent attraction. Um, uh, I think for a variety of reasons, some of its location based, some of its industry based, et cetera. Um, so, um, I, I do think that this, uh, more hybrid approach is, uh, um, tends to, to, to find a, a fair bit of traction. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. It's been, uh, has been lovely chatting with you. I think, uh, I think you've given folks, uh, a, a, an awful lot to think about. I'm, curious um, if you have any parting advice for manufacturing marketers, particularly, I mean, it strikes me, maybe it's just the Canadian in me where we're um, coming into Thanksgiving and uh, it makes it feel maybe a little later in the season than it is. But, you know, we're not long before this, the end of the year, and we have to be looking towards planning in 2019 and things of that sort. Uh, So any any parting words of advice or um, trends that you see coming around the corner that folks might want to keep an eye on?
0: Um, I would say, and this is probably no nothing new to uh, most of our, our your audience here, uh, but just the pace of technology and what is going to be available to us, even just within the next five years, is is going to be extraordinary. So um, I know I, I try to. Uh, I, I try to incorporate as much as I can, obviously within budget constraints and labor constraints, um, but but definitely try to um, always be curious and observe what what's coming out, what's been out, and how might I be able to apply it to the environment that I'm in today. Um, so I know sometimes it's easy to get Stuck in a pattern and a way of of doing things, um, but wherever possible, even if it's just a, a small portion of what you do, uh, just jumping out of that comfort zone and being a little curious into what else is out there and and how can we uh how can we configure it to to our industry?
2: Look, there's a critical core competency sitting in the in the middle of that, that you probably, with your SAS background, have a bit of a leg up on uh, on some. Uh, and it's that. I think it's um, that e- evaluating uh, the technology landscape as it's continually evolving. We know that that's happening faster and faster every day. And being able to make sense of it and uh, um, uh, separate the wheat from the chaff and doing so and take advantage of some of these technologies uh, in an agile uh, manner, be agile enough to take advantage of them, I should say, um, I, I do, uh, I can see that as being a huge uh, advantage uh, to marketers who who have that skill set. So that's, I think that's amazing. Uh,
0: it's funny because today the bar is so high. I mean, we're all consumers, you know, at the end of the day and, and we expect things now that, that maybe we didn't necessarily even know about um, just a few years ago. And I, I see a lot of that, ex- those expectations are going to continue to carry over into the B2B world. So the first one who can kind of beat beat folks to the punch and um, roll out, you know, those higher expectations in a B2B environment, I think that those are, those are going to be uh, yeah, seeing the greatest success.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting in this day and age where people's opinions of what interactive technology and the web should be are formed by massive companies like Apple Facebook and Google mm-hmm. when you can't replicate that level of quality of, of interactive service on on a traditional corporate website people don't necessarily understand why or know. frankly care why <laughs> yeah it, it, they that just must... think it should work that well that search should be that good or you know any number of uh, any number of things that they're used to experiencing on Facebook yeah and they don't understand work that way.
0: And look at even, I mean, you have you have some of these organizations that have popped up, um, that have just looked at things a little bit differently. I mean, you look at on the consumer end of things like Stitch Fix, you know, a company that's what a billion dollars today. Um, they're changing the way consumers are shopping for clothing. Um, so, but
2: what about Will It Blend, though? I'm sorry. <laughs> so what about Will It Blend? <laughs> I mean, back to this. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I had to. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. We can edit that out. We can edit that out. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I think I used it in a, a social media is really important presentation that I gave around 2007. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. Sounds about right in that time frame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Susan, thanks so much for joining
2: the, the Cool Ring today. It's been a fantastic uh, time chatting, and uh, I think it's given folks a, a lot to think about. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at slash the cooler ring. That's K U L A slash the cooler ring.